0: Welcome to Second Star <laughs> to the Left, a podcast on everything fantastic, strange, and science fictional. I'm your host, Matt, with my co hosts.
1: I'm Bert
2: i'm katie
0: so uh for listener mail this week as we return to our usual uh podcast schedule uh tom from virginia uh wrote in to ask us who is your favorite lead actor in a sci-fi or fantasy tv show and why
1: Ooh, tv show
0: i feel like a nice change of pace since we like talk more about movies
1: oh uh mm, sci-fi slash fantasy
0: i think within that realm i mean I'm watching The Leftovers right now, so I think Damon Lindelof, anything he writes, counts, unfortunately.
1: uh, It has to be a lead.
0: I mean, like, I'd say they'll okay. call the core cast.
1: Ray Weiss.
0: From Twin Peaks. Okay. Yeah, make sense. He's
1: just, he's fucking glorious. That man just, oh man. He's just like spellbinding. He's just out of control in everything he's in. Great!
0: I loved him in Red Alert Two. Him.
1: Oh God, he's in Red Alert Two. <laughs> I did not know this, uh, but now I have to go Google that after the show or YouTube it.
0: Oh, he says this amazing line in the intro video uh, when Russia is about to invade the United States. He's like, "I don't give a what a nickel about your legacy." It's so good. It's perfectly wise.
2: I for me, it's probably just... It's uh, low-hanging fruit, I know, but it's gonna be Patrick Stewart as Jean-Luc Picard. Fra... No,
1: I'm just kidding. because
0: <laughs> like, I really like that production of Macbeth. It was amazing. Like, Kate, that's on a TV show that doesn't count. <laughs> Why Patrick Stewart overwrong other people?
2: Um, it was like... TNG is what got me into sci-fi right like that's that was the thing uh that was my introduction to like you know really enjoying sci-fi well and and hard sci-fi at that and i think part of it was just um patrick stewart portraying this character who's like usually pretty uh level-headed he's uh open like he's pretty reasonable he's empathetic um and like especially like for a male character on like a show like, that was just like, oh, cool. I enjoy this.
0: <laughs> I think for me, I would probably say Mary McDonnell and Bowser Galactica. She has a really interesting character arc. She gets to have a lot of fun with it. And when she... She's one of those actors that when she is commanding a scene, everyone sort of, like, makes way for her to, like, fill the space. And... I think of her like a uh, grand gesture threatening the Cylons in season four. Um, and I, that like that idea of like, um, she says, I'm going to fire every last bullets, every missile, every last weapon to my very last eye teeth to end you. And, um, I remember like the other actors, like you can see them like recoil as they like feed off the energy of her in that scene. And that's just like, she kicks ass. Um, and, Is she Starbucks? Uh, no, uh, that's uh, Katie Sackoff. Mary McDonald plays nothing. the president.
1: I know nothing about Battlestar Collect.
0: oh It's okay. It's worth a. It's worth a gander. We'll do. We'll do a side project on it. Uh oh. Speaking of, Uh-oh. if you don't listen, well, you should make sure you're checking the main feed for Katie and Eyes uh, Beltalota Loda uh, podcast.
2: <laughs> I thought it was the Fred Johnson waifu appreciation. <laughs> oh, uh, was that it? <laughs> Yeah, it's something that's like Fred Johnson's like I, we'll begin. Uh, Which one of those
1: is Starbuck?
0: Neither of them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start talking about Mars attacks.
2: What is that? House is coming out live. My fellow Americans, this is a momentous occasion. It is profoundly moving to know there is intelligent life out there. Alien life. And our world will never feel quite the same again. Once you believe.
1: Martians, please come to Earth, please.
2: Once you rise above fear...
1: Annihilate! Kill!
2: Kill! Let's not be too rash. ...then you'll be invited...
1: Hi there. Are you interested in the White House?
2: ...to meet with a new people. It's so perfect that it's happening at the beginning of the new millennium. ...more powerful than the might of America. I'll tell you one thing, they ain't getting a TV. ...more advanced than the brains of Britain. Ladies and gentlemen, this could be a cultural misunderstanding. But be prepared for a few changes
0: to what we know and love.
2: Tom Jones, right? It ain't unusual. As we must learn
0: to dance.
2: Girls, get out!
0: To a new tune. So, that was the trailer for Mars Attacks. Uh, What did y'all think of this one? This one uh, was a, a. fun return to the 90s and retro era stuff and an era when tim burton for me didn't suck
1: well what but what's what's what happens in mars attacks matt so the audience knows
0: well uh mars as you might know <laughs> the eponymous character of uh I... of the name of this other planet in our solar system um they come to earth and in a forceful sort of conquest uh they attack as it were
1: I thought you were going to be like, well, Mars, being the the whatever fucking planet, fifth planet, I don't uh, fourth, fucking I think. know. Sure, I, did, you know, I thought you were going to go off on a
0: Mercury, science Venus, rant. Earth, Mars.
1: Yeah, there's you, aliens. The <laughs> there's aliens and they attack, and there's celebrities.
0: Um, Everyone who was anyone in the 90s is in this film, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw this probably in the 90s i didn't remember much uh watching it again i didn't remember much uh it was it was it wasn't bad like i didn't hate it it's just kind of uh, tim burton has this thing where he's he's kind of witty in a way and yeah, yeah
0: no kind of what he's perfect
1: he's humorous i guess but like there's very little in his films that, like, actually makes me laugh. It's it's more just a, like, sort of... Not even chuckle. I don't know what... It, it's just like, oh, ha, a Sensible yes.
0: chuckle. It's the sensible <laughs> chuckle guy. Ha,
1: <laughs> Yes. That has happened, Tim Burton. Ha, <laughs> ha. But it's not like... I don't they, know. That's, they
0: threw a bowling ball. Yes. Yeah, so it's, like, uh, it's like bowling pins.
1: It, that's... Yeah. So if you enjoy having that experience over and over in a movie, <laughs> feeling like, I don't know, like a dude reading sensible chuckle magazine, fucking go all out. I guess I I was just kind of like, sure, it's it's doing its thing. I guess uh, Look,
0: there's Mars that's attacking.
1: Probably never gonna watch it again, but it it did what it did. That's that's how I feel about earlier Tim Burton in general. Aside from like Batman, is like, yep, that happened. <laughs> it was mildly amusing. What did you think of Mars Attacks, Katie?
2: I don't know, because I remember seeing this in the theater uh, in 1996, and it was before I really understood, like, what Over the Top and, like, parody was. Um, so I just remember, like, being, like, really disgusted by this movie and, like, not liking it at all. I remember <laughs> yeah. hating it.
0: Um, they him through the chest. It's so rude.
2: Uh, <laughs> I just remember, I remember hating it, um, but, you know, now that I'm older and, like, I rewatched it, I don't think I've watched it since then, honestly. Uh, I can sort of appreciate the the sort of, like, over-the-top gags. I appreciate Jack Nicholson in two oh roles. Oh, my God,
0: so much. Uh,
2: I really liked that, I think, probably more than, like, anything else in the film that I can think of. Um,
0: Jack Nicholson uh, is a dirtbag president.
2: Uh, I... JD DeVito was in this for a little bit for some reason.
1: It's kind of weird some
2: reason. Yeah, it was just like a few lines of like
1: because he's so great, but it's like <laughs> uh, Why?
2: and I mean like I, I think I appreciate like some of the gags now that I didn't get, you know as like a 12 year old um, mm-hmm. at the time. so I, I still have like that those sort of like conflicted feelings about it. like I did watch it. But it wasn't like a movie that I was like, oh, it's super great. I love it. It was just sort of like, mm, this is a movie that I watched.
1: <laughs> that sounds it sounds like we have a consensus. <laughs> uh, well, I will say with Jack Nicholson, like he's great. But man, that like Vegas Jack Nicholson, that needed to be Bill Paxton, man. I, I was feeling Bill Paxton vibes from that performance. Like the the um, the whoa guy. I don't know what his name is in the movie. You know, the, the casino guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew, I was just like, this feels like Bill Paxton, man. It feels like Bill Paxton in True Lies,
0: that, you know? Yes, though, no, I, I had just seen True Lies this past weekend. It's, yes, you're exactly right.
1: And I was just like, oh, missed. I, it's not really a missed opportunity, because Jack Nicholson's having so much fun. Let him have his fun, you know? But Bill Paxton rules, so. I do have a bunch of... Okay, so, the thing I needed to research before we started this episode. So... um watching this movie
0: so (sighs) so i think the to me i view this movie almost in a dialogue with independence day because they came out the same summer
1: that's literally what i was about to say is is i was like watching this i was like okay when did independence day get made because there's (laughs) no way like this is just too coincidental. It really feels like somebody saw Independence Day and was like, "Fuck that movie. I'm going to make fun of that." And Exactly. But this movie came out like like a few like maybe 7 months before it was in development. Independence or Independence Day came out 7 months before. It was in like development back when Stargate happened. Like it was being written. And Mars Attacks was like a script that got shopped around since like the 80s or something. So just, I, I I find it hard to believe that, like, when this movie was made, they were like, we're going to make fun of Independence Day, which isn't even really a thing yet. Maybe, at the very last minute, but I, th- I kind of doubt it.
2: I feel like the, the parody is on wor- War of the Worlds, right?
1: It's just so spot on in place. I, I know, like, you could watch it and be like, this is a parody of, like, you know, B-movie sci-fi, or, yeah. like, Warlo- you know, any of that. Well,
0: and and Burns coming off of just um, making Ed Wood. Like, he, had, right. he has so many of the main actors from Ed Wood that are also in this. Like, even down to, like, minor roles, like Vampira from Ed Wood is the the Lady Martian in, in disguise that invades the White House. Like, everyone. think,
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it all makes sense, but I think what it is is it's so... It's such a testament to how much of a hack Roland Emmerich is. Because, <laughs> like down to uh all the different disparate characters from different locales coming together for really dumb not dumb but like you know basic ass reasons and then like each individual city getting blown up and then um oh the dog like they deliberately go out of their way to like to to kill one and a half dogs in this movie like very specifically and i'm like that that's so like i saw independence day fuck that dog i don't <laughs> want that dog in my movie
0: yeah
1: <laughs> man oh the first dog the the dog that gets split in half yeah i forgot how fucking creepy that was i got to that scene and i was like oh my god this happened in this movie i was like oh yeah that's this movie um well this is
0: i really feel like this is like tim burton i think before he my impression feels Mm -hmm. like he falls in love with himself and like the sort of the tim burton brand this is him still being kind of weird and having fun with things yeah Um, and like i'd say once once he hammers out that like johnny depp is his dude and they're like ride or die that's when to me tim burton loses a lot of his um interestingness like this film is still fun it's not like i think like you both how it how forgettable it is but there's little moments in it that you watch and you're like, oh, that's really cute. Um, hmm. You know, like Pam Greer's the bus driver, like, has a cameo
1: in there. That's um, one of the most memorable things in this movie. And it just, I feel like it speaks absolutely nothing to Tim Burton's storytelling or any, I feel like it's almost like an ad-libbed scene that Pam Greer was like, I'm going to do this scene. <laughs> you
2: know? Um, I feel like this movie could be encapsulated by this one bit of trivia that I found. Um, or rather, my whole take on Tim Burton is... Uh, ventriloqu- noted racist ventriloquist Jeff Dunham used the Martian eyes for Ahmed the dead terrorist puppet
1: you know what I'd always looked at Achmed the dead terrorist puppet and went I'm, that really feels like a Mars attacks thing it feels like a Mars attacks puppet
2: it feels so, like you know a racism puppet
1: well I know but I was just saying I always looked at the eyes and like are those really f- the, the fucking eyes from the so I'm glad you said that that makes me feel like I understand things now yeah, that's very tangential, and
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm here like, trying to think this... of like Tim what is that Burton a... racism, Martians um, are aliens. What?
1: I don't know. The thing with Tim Burton is like he's just like it's. I know he he doesn't have Johnny Depp yet. Like, he had him for Edward Scissorhands, but he didn't like have his his teeth into Johnny Depp's career. Yeah. It wasn't um, like the
0: the trifecta of like. Burton, Bonham Carter, and Depp. Like, that was, like, the thing.
1: But, that being said, he's still got, like, Natalie Portman playing Winona Ryder in Beetlejuice in this for no real good reason. Like, it's just, (laughs) like, why?
0: I think this is so interesting to look backwards, actually, to see actors and the things that they've done because, like, I was getting, like, when she's, like, sitting there on the steps of, like, the burned-out Capitol, I kept thinking back to, like, episode one, when she's sitting there with like uh, the at the end of the sequence which is like, like what the... like
1: two years later
0: yeah or or like um the overly serious white house scenes and uh martin short's character like almost like make fun of aaron sorkin's like west wing you know nine years or whatever before it came out even like, like he's—he—it feels like he's kind of skewing these things before they were popular. Which is I mean,
1: I feel like there's just—I feel like it's a—a a case. It's the same with the Independence Day thing. I feel like it's just a case where he's actually making fun of old things that just got redigested by pop culture. Like, yeah, like sure. so for the White House stuff, I got a big bang of Doctor Strange love off a lot of like. Oh God, uh, Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan and the guy, um, the the general. Who they make tiny is is a yes. very that's like it feels like a straight up Doctor Strange love gag. Um, what what is Natalie Portman's character's like awful name in this? Doesn't she have like squeegee taffy? or what the fuck taffy? It's yeah. taffy. What the fuck? Why <laughs> president's taffy. daughter's name taffy? Named taffy? Uh, uh, I mean, I don't know. This is, it's a wacky movie. So there's a lot of wacky characters that kind of don't need to be in the movie but they're in it for like sight gags and stuff uh, apparently Joe Don it Baker... was supposed
2: to be 60 characters Jesus Tim Burton had to cut it down to 23
1: and he still left Danny DeVito in. now I love Danny DeVito but that character does not need to be in this movie. he's <laughs> in it explicitly to die <laughs> uh,
2: um, I really like Annette Benning's character a lot yeah. Ca- because we came off of this week in Twitter with the uh, butt chugging the sun joke and I'm like yep that's Annette Benning's character in this movie she's definitely <laughs> the type to go out to the desert <laughs> with what? crystals and just straight up you know Again,
1: eagle. Sh- straight out of Independence Day where they're all on the roof and like it's all the hippies and they all get
0: shot it's yeah. the
1: it's exact same thing
0: it's so weird like the the parallels. Uh you also have like Christina Applegate in this. You have uh oh so um, Yeah. You have Do you Jack have Jack
1: Black? Yeah, yeah, Jack. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's pretty
1: good. Oh, uh, of I, course Paul I Winfield actually... watched
0: me, Paul Winfield noticing him as the general in this.
1: Jack Black actually showed up, like, in the, the Jodon Baker house, and I and he's got like the buzz cut and everything. And I honestly did a double I was like, he he looks exactly like fucking gomer pile like vincent (laughs) d'onofrio yeah it's kind of creepy i was like whoa uh and then um man who who else did you say like
0: there's there's a lot of people who's the kid that runs the donut store is he anybody no uh no he he did not have like a further like big career after this one i don't think
1: okay that character is what's going on with that That's, uh, that's lucas haas the, the character I and mean, he's, he's supposed to be like simple or something, but it's like not really. It's, I think his
2: character is he loves his grandma.
0: Kind of, yeah. That's it. And the grandma's senile, now, but she's not. But she is, but she's not.
1: I they kind of did that turn there where like she he he was talking to her like a grandma, and she's like he's she's like I'm not that old kid, and I was like oh maybe she's faking it, like she's faking dementia, to, like do whatever she wants, but no, that would have been weird. The movie doesn't really. Um, Weird for this
2: movie, or just weird in general?
1: (laughs) Uh, weird for this movie, just because it's like a completely like a completely tonally different thing. There's a lot of stuff in this movie that's like like Tim Burton does. He does almost like grotesque stuff, but he doesn't. He pulls punches in a lot of ways. Like, um, it's not even grotesque. I guess it's like adult, but it isn't really. You but know, no,
2: there's some grotesqueness. Uh, I do appreciate the Christmas skeletons, though, um, that are left behind by the, the guns. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I just remember like seeing that again, like not really being allowed to watch horror, but this yeah. was like, you know, I would, my aunt took me to see this movie. My parents didn't. This is um, wacky horror.
0: Yeah, exactly. right. Well, they they
2: didn't really know because it was like billed as a comedy. So like the whole like body horror stuff that was happening, like
1: yeah man that fucked me up a bit it's yeah it's in this really weird like half horror but not adult enough to be like like okay there's also like when jack black dies there's this kind of sense like like the care or or uh when michael j fox dies there's a sense like the characters have like a really almost like visceral reaction to it like oh my god somebody died in front of me who i love but like then the movie instantly is like Ah, oh, it's not that kind of movie. Like, <laughs> Joe Don Baker watches his kid die with his wife, like, on TV. And, like, brutally, and it's just like, oh, that didn't happen. He's, like, changing the channel. I'm like, dude, this is, like, this is, like traumatic. Like, it's really weird. Um,
2: I'm also thinking, like, on the spaceship where you have Pierce Brosnan's, like, yeah. disassembled body. But, like, the only reason it's not super gross is, like, you don't see blood.
1: Yeah, I will say for Tim Burton, I feel like he's one of the few people who, like, if he was given a script where it's like, okay, you're gonna have two some disem- like, two uh, disembodied heads kiss in a romantic scene, like he's one of the few people who <laughs> could can mostly pull it kind off, kind of pull that off. <laughs> um, what I was he's mainly also thinking, probably
0: one of the few people who would suggest that that
2: happened.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it's true. What I was mainly thinking is <laughs> and when then they, the when
0: disembodied hands they touch each other and hold. It's great. It's beautiful.
1: <laughs> what I was mainly thinking was when the they shoot the nuke. At the spaceship and then the oh, little the little the thing like, comes out and catches the nuke and then it comes back and I'm like, Oh shit, they're gonna smoke up the nuke and then <laughs> no, it's it's just helium. I was uh, like, Come on. I was like, get...
2: it could be Whippets.
1: I thought yeah. that I thought that fucking alien was gonna be like awesome.
0: Yeah, no, that was Missed those Opportunity by Tim. I Bird. mean like how how serious can we take a movie where the climax is Slim Whitman songs kill the aliens? Yeah. You know, it's hard to, like... DMs there are some fun... Like...
1: Yeah, that's another thing I'll give in his favor is there's a lot of, like, setup and payoff. The, the kids are always playing the arcade game where you shoot Martians, which a lot of times is just <laughs> a wink to the audience, and then at the end, you know, they hey, have yeah. to... It's like the kids are the only ones smart enough to shoot the damn aliens, and... Um, right. uh, there's... Uh, I mean, some of them are just too, like, I get it, the the boxer in the in the casino who's like oh, i had the one fight and i don't punch people anymore i'm like yeah i get it he's 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 gonna punch an alien i got it <laughs> like we like that's like a minute five of the movie and i got like two hours left it's like yeah timber just get to it
0: like someone leans over you're like look that's my shadow it's in front of you to the floor <laughs>
1: oh god um See, the thing is, is okay, so we're picking... The, the thing is, this movie has a lot of, like, memorable scenes and things that happen, but they're divided amongst, like, vast wastelands of nothing really going on. Like, it's not boring, it's just kind of, like, it's just taking its time to... It, it has yeah. to set up all this stuff, and it lasts that part me. of the movie is mostly pretty... Uh, it's charming it's in a sensible chuckle (laughs) way but it's not really exciting or that notable so
0: well because you know it's it's very clear at the uh, at the start of the movie that the humans are going to win at some point eventually it's just a matter of how many bodies are going to get there before humans win i kind of feel like the movie
1: would have been better if all the humans just died because it's it's pretty ingrained into this movie that humans are just bafflingly uh, Incompetent, yeah, just ter- terribly. Like well, the
2: only reason humanity wins is because it's it's shown that the Martians are just fucking pricks for the hell of it. Like, they're just assholes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, it's a battle between like like just like comical evil and comical incompetence. So it's just like
2: it's like watching what? The Simpsons.
1: Sure, but it, okay. So like when an episode of The Simpsons ends, it's like guess what no moral the end <laughs> that's it kind of feels that way with this except you know this isn't as humorously written or dialed in as like early simpsons you know right. it's just kind of this is more like it's mid-period... no tree house of horror yeah this that's is true. like mid-period simpsons where they're not going for as many jokes and they're shoehorning in as many celebrities as they can <laughs>
2: right that sounds about right yeah i fortunately don't have a lot to say about this movie because like don't think it's a bad movie right like it's just sort of middle of the road it's it's a 90s tim burton film with a sci-fi like i mean yeah there's the timing between this and independence day like you mentioned uh it makes it to where like i've also been confused like wait did that happen in this movie was it this other movie one was supposed to be ridiculous on
0: purpose right i'm just imagining now (laughs) jack nicholson giving the bill pullman speech
1: (laughs) <laughs> he kind of does in this movie. He gives a <laughs> yeah. big stupid speech no, he does, for no he does, like, reason.
0: Like, gentlemen. It's uh-huh. <laughs> like the just dirtbag Jack Nicholson <laughs> told them we're going to go around the world.
1: He gives the can not we all just get a long speech. It's talking to an alien but it's just the same damn thing. Um which is again, really it's like it's like they must have seen a work print or something. <laughs> Just like rewrite this entire movie, they they blow up that donut shop. The, Someone the just walks into
2: like Roland Emmerich's like apartment and just like. <laughs>
1: <stole it. laughs> uh, well, they blow up the donut shop, and I could have sworn that huge donut was going to start rolling down the street and taking things out. Like like twenty twelve, I thought it was happening. <laughs> it's like we're so far ahead of the curve. This is terrifying. Uh,
0: also, little things, uh, details. I don't know if y'all noticed. Um, Glenn Close is the first lady. She dies underneath Nancy Reagan's chandelier. Yeah. That's well, they beautiful. keep bringing up it's
1: Nancy Reagan's chandelier. I know, it's so good. <laughs> Fuck Nancy Reagan. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, yeah. She's like, killing
1: I, people in the afterlife, apparently. Well, she wasn't dead at this point, I don't think. But Unfortunately. Yeah, it sucks.
2: <laughs> like, it does, like, the movie does, like, do some jabs like that, um, which definitely I did not get as a kid. Like, uh, this is the Kennedy room and, and all that stuff. Um you know, like those like those sort of uh, you'd get it if you were an adult and knew more. Uh, and like now that I'm adult and I've just heard all these jokes, they just seem tired, but uh, <laughs> yeah. The funniest <laughs> I guess thing I in this. to like watch it right around like my early twenties, maybe for it to be like like have a good impression on me. But like twelve year old didn't get it, thirty-five year old. Been there to that, I'm just tired.
0: Yeah. Twenty year old Katie is like, oh my god, who says Mars attacks? What a biting cultural commentary. <laughs>
1: wow. <laughs> uh the funniest thing in this movie for me was wasn't even like a gag gag. It was just a visual gag. When they when they first go up to the, the alien ship and one of them is just carrying a cow in the background. This is got a cow. Oh. And yeah. I'm like, this is fucking... That's, like, hilarious, just because it's fucking, like, absurd. And the rest of the... I mean, it's weird. I don't really think of it as that absurd most of this movie. A movie where you have fucking CGI aliens trying around going, ak, and... It's not absurd enough. Just dial it up. Just make it all the way, you know?
2: Yeah, you didn't need to, like, you know... You didn't need to rein it in. Whoever told Tim Burton, like, you need to rein it in. Uh, it's
1: because he wants that, like, wink at the audience. Like, haha We're all having Um, the sensible
0: chuckle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I suppose that does limit the film. Like, if you're going to do a satire like this, like, take the audience on the ride as opposed to... It it feels, if this was a tour, or a... It feels like this movie is a Hollywood tour of, like, celebrities' houses. Yeah. And, like, this is so-and-so's place, and this is their scene. Yeah. And then we'll travel, like, a block down the street, and that's their scene. Uh, sorry. One second. Uh oh. B R B. Uh-uh. So Mars uh, attacks. Okay, So, so this thing <laughs> with the movie, though, it's um, I think it's like thinks that being on the nose is super clever. And it's like just like okay. snufflers. Sometimes, sometimes, but sometimes it's just not. It's not that clever. Um.
1: Yeah, like, okay, the thing we were talking about, like, going all the way absurd, the thing I feel like I kind of was watching, I was like, I feel like I was like, I just want to watch Beetlejuice instead. Like, Beetlejuice (laughs) has that, like, you're just going for a fucking ride the whole movie. It's it's craziness, and it's like, this was a little less it's, it's just more winky and not you know, it's not as crazy. It's crazy, but it's not like, I don't know. People aren't pulling their faces off and and there's not giant sandworms and i don't know people well, doing conga lines
0: people take a portion of their face off the yeah. one Martian that eats Martin Short's finger
1: that's aside from Pam Grier scene that's my other favorite scene in the movie because mm-hmm. the the yeah, face coming doing. off and it's just really like i don't know like the the setup and the the build up to it happening and then the the dog dying and it, it's it's so very like it's it's just well paced and Martin Short's good. Um, I never really thought myself as a Martin Short fan, but he's good in this. As the, what is he, a press secretary? Yeah. yeah that's, Who wants that's to bone prostitutes? made
0: me think of, like, Mars Attacks Is this, like... Or not Mars Attacks, um, The West Wing. <laughs> he made me like think of, of Mars kids.
1: Attacks, the movie we were watching. Yeah.
0: Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching Father of the Bride, and I was like, oh, he reminds me of Mars Attacks. <laughs> <laughs> um solid
1: c plus (laughs) i don't uh you don't need to watch it this is like a highlights on youtube movie
0: well i think like i watched ed wood before this and i'll be honest like even ed wood kind of bored me to this like burton's clearly going for an homage of like those like 50s pulpy films but if like you want to have an homage like it does a fine piece of it but
1: you don't want to emulate it too closely
0: Well, that's the thing is like, I think if someone, and I I really hate to speak positively of Quentin Tarantino, but he's a guy that makes homages and he tells a new story with the pieces of that material.
1: Yeah, his new story just usually sucks. But yes, he's at least like not making flat exploitation movies or yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And this is a variation on those. Like, it's not, it, it does those things well. I think, again, the most interesting thing about it is that it came around Independence Day and that it's genuinely confusing sometimes to think about like, which scenes go where so in which movies. That's interesting to think about, but it doesn't do anything. And uh, the rest of it is probably just, like, I imagine it's a movie that would be fine if you saw those moments on YouTube clips. Jack Nicholson giving the speech. Can't we all double, just get along? Double
2: Jack Nicholson. Jack to Jack. Sorry.
0: <laughs> That's That <laughs> sounds like the, uh, a lewd Jack Nicholson is a treasure activity. even <laughs> even in the background of the movie he's like scowling with like boredom as like the aliens invade it's just, he just thing. like has no time for any of this I'm like what are you here for as
1: both characters he doesn't really have any time for it as the president he's like i just get this shit over with and as the casino guy he's just ignoring it it's like who gives a shit um he's kind of it does feel like he's kind of too good for the movie like ah, i'm in this stupid movie whatever he's having fun though so it's yeah um, and
0: Sardeska Parker and um, Pierce Brosnan are having a lot of fun with their scenes. Uh, Pierce Brosnan's
1: every, fun. I like Pierce Brosnan. extremely fun. I like him as... It's kind of hard for me to believe that he was actually James Bond, you know? Because he's so good as, like, the slick, shitheel, like, pompous ass. You know? Like, in Miss Doubtfire, yeah, this, say, or like... Miss like, Doubtfire is like uh, the big thing. Or Mamma Mia, where he can't sing. and But he's just... He, it doesn't matter, because he's just a... He's just a slick, pompous ass. beautiful man. Yeah, exactly. Like, but you know, somehow that went full circle, and he became James Bond. You know, if they went full satirical, it would work. But <laughs> no, um, yeah,
0: the, the '90s James Bond films are like not serious in the same way that the Daniel Craig films are, but they are somewhat serious in terms of they they they're not like um you're not supposed to be laughing during them at the movie, like, right? You laugh at the jokes because right. he's witty or clever but not because like oh my god that was funny
1: yeah he's an actor who should do more comedy do more self-deprecating it's like tom cruise i wish tom cruise was self-deprecating more instead of just being a shithead
0: <laughs> in every movie here now that i think about it um pierce brosnan almost reminds me of like channing tatum yeah so, like, that, that's like, a good great example too. timing but a very pretty man that like it doesn't seem to like go with like we're talking cognition. all pretty
1: we're talking all pretty men pretty men should be more self-deprecating that's the lesson here yes. from mars attacks 1996 by tim Burton. <laughs> 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 oh um tom jones is in
0: it indeed
1: i sure is I, did they have like some deal in vegas or something why is there so much shit in vegas
0: i think vegas was the easiest location and you also see this in 2012 the easiest location for them to destroy major landmarks Mm. visually Mm. um, all at once, like next to each other.
1: That makes sense. But Vegas sucked, so they deserve it.
0: I think it's also, I mean, to me Vegas is a quintessential expression of like American values. So like I always appreciate disaster films specifically targeting Vegas. Tim Burton in general
1: loves to do that.
0: Like, well, he loves he loves ghost things like that's his like whole. Yeah, he loves that style and like that experience, and he's he's a person that like really you can see that in like a lot of his films. Like all the suburbia things are like straight out like the fifties and sixties. What's but like he, the
1: best Tim Burton movie? Really, like what? What's like the best Tim Burton movie for you?
0: Um,
2: Beetlejuice.
1: It's up
0: there. Beetlejuice is probably it, in terms of. It's hard for me to think of like best versus like most uh, affection or attachment for because I came to Tim Burton films kind of late in my life. Like those were sort of edgy movies when I was, you know, raised by evangelical parents. Um, like Beetlejuice was just something I didn't see until I was like a full grown adult. Right. So I didn't have the same sort of attachment to it. I think, like overall, I think I appreciate the artistic or artistry of uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas the most. Hmm i honest, always like, forget
1: that exists which is hilarious because people that love that movie fucking love it like
0: that that's the thing too is like i dated someone in high school who was extremely into tim burton stuff and like her family all didn't loved we all Christmas.
1: <sighs> um <laughs> see for me i
0: think I a it's a kid so it makes sense
1: oh bringing it up on the show uh <laughs> it's okay you're recovering um no it's fine i was a there band kid go. i can throw it out there um I feel like for me, it's like between. Weirdly, it's between Batman and Big Fish, which are totally different corners of his career. And they're also just completely fucking different movies in like every way. Um, I feel like Big not Fish, a lot I think
0: of. That was when I started to get tired of Tim Burton. I
1: feel like not like. a lot of people saw Big Fish. Um, but I liked it. It, was, it didn't feel like a Tim Burton movie. Maybe that's why I liked it. And Batman feels like. I feel like it's probably the most like noirish movie he made it kind of nails a lot of the spirit of batman that a lot of these other movies just don't really give a shit about um or they just don't do as well it's it's cartoony enough but not like yes yeah uh beetlejuice is probably like a solid third
0: well i mean yeah you probably should put in context like the batman original one was like the inspiration for the tv show and the tv show was like hugely influential in terms yeah. of just defining what Batman is. I feel like con- the original Batman movie is
1: kind of underrated. Oh like,
0: yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Also featuring Jack Nicholson.
1: I didn't really associate Jack Nicholson with Tim Burton before this, but I guess so. They must like each other. This somehow. town needs an enema. Yeah. Very Love. quotable. Jack Palance. Um, but this movie, eh. You don't need to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Go watch Batman. Go watch Beetlejuice.
0: Go watch The Before Christmas.
1: Double as for the rest of the guests Fuck that.
2: Follow your heart. Michael Michael
0: Keane's performance in Beal I think, is probably one of the best Tim Burton performances of his I just like that he's out of the way.
1: Michael Keane? I just like that he's 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 just Batman, that's it.
0: (laughs) You know, I never really thought about it till now, but like Burton really has brought back a lot of actors repeatedly. Like Keaton and Batman and Beetlejuice and Johnny Depp, Nicholson, and Johnny Depp and, and Johnny,
1: Johnny Depp and me. Johnny Depp forever. <laughs> yeah, Helena Bottom Carter and Helena Bottom Carter.
0: My thesis is that the last good role that Johnny Depp ever had was Jack Sparrow's parts of The Caribbean.
1: No, that's not a good role. How dare you? What are you talking about? <laughs> he's.
0: I hate that character. The last good performance from Johnny Depp is as Jack Sparrow. Yep. He's just that's when he he's he's never escaped that role. He's locked in it forever now.
1: Yeah, but it was never good, is what I'm saying. Uh, uh, fuck. See, here's the thing, his career is so divided by that, I don't even remember what he was in before that anymore. Like,
0: uh... Well, that was part of, like, watching Ed Wood, like, I was like, oh, Johnny Depp is acting, he's not being Jack Sparrow in um, everything he does now.
1: What was it, Secret Window? Is that... It's all Jack Sparrow-ish. No, I know, but you stole my story. Shut it up. I'm just trying to think of movies where he's not Jack Sparrow anymore. Uh, it's not the coming. Long to me. pause. It's it all uh, Black Mass. So consensus.
0: Uh, consensus of this film is skip. Don't spend it if you if, if you want to hang out with people and have a couple of sensible chuckles. There you go. go watch
1: a Pam Greer movie. Go watch Jackie. Yeah, Brown or Pam something. Greer's awesome.
0: Coming up next week, we're going to continue our comedy marathon. Uh, we're going to dig into Galaxy Quest, the Star Trek homage film Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver. And That's a comedy? Uh, that's, a comedy.
1: that's my Tim Allen
0: impression. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, <laughs> I want to make him like.
1: Here's my real Tim Allen impression. There
0: you go. You can find us in Hell on twitter at hell um at uh i'll I'll take it away
1: i'm at refreshing time uh quote tweeting things that don't matter and And, oh sorry and at coriolis music doing music i swear
2: and i'm at anime weed fart 69
0: you can find me on twitter at a very big bear you can find the cast at second star cast um on twitter email us secondstarcast at gmail.com send us your listener questions send us your comments uh please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast it really helps us reach new listeners uh if you really appreciate the work that we've done find a friend give them the gift of forcing them to listen to this podcast (laughs) give them the gift of forced listening (laughs) (laughs) we'll see y'all next week